Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Each episode, I'll bring on some experts, we'll talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Beth Arrett, an association evangelist with over 25 years experience in marketing and member engagement, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Member Engagement Show. Today's guest is Helen Taylor from the Public Affairs Council. Helen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about the Public Affairs Council? Yeah. So like you said, my name is Helen Taylor. I work at the Public Affairs Council. I've been there about seven years. Um, I'm the digital marketing manager at the council. And what that means is I market all of our programs and events over a variety of channels, including email, social media, digital advertising, and all of that good stuff. Um, we use Higher Logic both for our email and our community platforms. The council itself is a trade association for public affairs uh, professionals. So we have over 700 members from small organizations organizations and nonprofits to big associations and large Fortune 500 companies. Um, so you had posted on the Higher Logic Users Group about your onboarding campaign, and I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't wait to get you on the show and talk about it. So I appreciate you coming in for that. So can you tell us a little bit about the idea and how it came about? Yeah. So I think your original post on Hug was about, you know, Amazon showing member benefits of Prime and kind of how they're showing that over time as a member um, and kind of the idea that associations have this problem with uh, letting members know their benefits. So we also have this problem where members don't know their benefits over time or aren't taking advantage of the benefits that they have. Our membership team came up with this really good idea of doing a drip campaign to show our members their benefits over time. We, like many associations, have a problem with throwing the kitchen sink at them as soon as they join and then not reminding them of their benefits um, throughout their membership journey. What we decided to do was a drip campaign um, using the campaign tool, and it goes over 13 weeks, and each week, new members are given a new video that presents one aspect of the membership. So our staff experts will explain either our signature events or our certificate programs or something like that each week. So they're getting these tidbits broken down rather than in one big spiel right at the beginning of their membership. I love that because it got exactly to the heart of what I posted about to begin with, which is that members just don't know what their benefits are and it's hard to get them to read too. So a video, I feel like makes that more accessible in a way because mm -hmm. they feel like someone's actually talking to them face to face a little bit rather than just a bunch of words that they kind of gloss over. To add to that, like, like I said, we were throwing the kitchen sink at them in the beginning, right? So as soon as they join, we tell them all these great things and what they have available and maybe they take away one or two things if we're lucky um, from that initial onboarding conversation. And this allows us to kind of give it to them as time goes on, right? So we're reminding them each week of a different benefit rather than expecting them to remember what we said, you know, in this big long spiel at the beginning. Right. And 
it's so much more helpful to the members. It's so member centric and I just love it. I'm sure that, you know, it didn't just happen. People didn't just quickly record their videos and everything just came together. So can you walk us through a little bit like what the process was, how you created it, how you launched it to the members? I think we started talking about this in December, 2020, January, 2021. So it's like a long time coming because we didn't launch until September of 2021. So uh, I would say if anyone's done a campaign um, in the past, they know that the big hard part is the initial setup, right? So I would say the hardest part for us in the initial setup was writing the right list. So getting a list that was pulling new members into a drip campaign. So once we figured out um, the list writing and then we actually recorded all the videos in-house over Zoom. So that was super simple and easy. They aren't very polished. They're very um, like you're just having a conversation with one of our staff members. So I think that actually helps members feel a little bit more comfortable with how it's presented. And then once we had the videos together and those lists written, I was able to then just drop all that stuff into the campaign itself. We did some testing um, to make sure it was pulling everyone incorrectly and it was dispersing correctly. And then we launched it. But uh, I, I feel like that's a simplified version. Like I said, it took us like nine months to get to get there. Yeah, but as you said, you know, anyone who runs a campaign knows that it doesn't just happen. It, it, it takes time. So nine months with all the videos and all those pieces coming together. Yeah, that, that's going to take some time. But you got it done, which is amazing. Yeah, I would say the most like exciting part of it was it was really cross-departmental for our organization. So it was our membership team's idea, but I'm the one on the marketing team implementing it. But we also had to tie in our technology team to work on building this list with our AMS and then getting it to connect to higher logic. So there was a lot of different pieces that kind of went into it. And in in the buildup, we actually, our membership team had met somebody on one of the communities that also had done something similar, like a drip campaign, not necessarily with the videos, but had talked to us a little bit about their list building and, and that process as well. So that's great. So you made uh, a lot more connection across the different departments and even outside, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's been really good for our organization. It's definitely brought our membership and marketing teams closer together. And, you know, we'll be doing a lot more of this in the future. That's awesome. So that kind of actually takes us into, you know, what kind of, what, what are the upcoming plans for this? Some of the upcoming plans, hopefully, um, are to kind of tie this into a renewal campaign. Um, now that you guys have the transactional messaging, we can attach invoices and do things like that. So we want to you know, start a renewal campaign that will not just ask people for money when their renewal date is up, but to also like remind them of what they've taken advantage of. So maybe if we can put in like a, hey, you've done X number of events with us this year leading up to that renewal date, that's something we're, we're looking into. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll have that launched in the summer. I am excited about that. I can't wait to see how that goes. <laughs> I like it. I know a lot of people have tried to kind of figure out how to do that. So we're bringing you back if you get that one unlocked. <laughs> Just be warned uh, now. We're bringing you back. You get that one <laughs> <I want. laughs> 
So I, I'll definitely uh, reach out if we do. <laughs> yes, please do. I mean, I love, well, I mean, I love talking about this stuff anyway. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun to me it, it, just figuring out how to do these things and hearing other people talk about how they figure that out. I just, I, I really enjoy it. So please do let us know if <laughs> you get that one unlocked. I know um, you, we talked uh, recently about how you were going to measure the ROI mm-hmm. and just got like post launch, just where are you going to go with it next? I know you've got problems necessarily where, you know, staff leaves and it's outdated, but uh, you know, where does it go next? How do you measure the ROI? How do you keep it fresh? I can start talking about kind of the results of this campaign. So for us, our results are incredible. So we've had a 36% open rate, which is double our overall open awesome. rate. And then a 12% click rate, which again, doubles our overall click rate for our normal just marketing emails. And we've had uh, 318 people in the campaign with 122 that have finished so far. So we've had really good results and just like anecdotal results from our members. Um, at the end of the campaign, our membership team will follow up with those people that have finished um, and just see how they're doing, Make see if they have any questions about the benefits that were outlined. And they've even said that that people love the smaller bites, like just talking to people, they, they comment on, you know, the smaller bites, the videos, because they're so easy to go back to um, if they have questions later. And then one of the other findings that our membership team pulled for me was that only three of the 56 new member organizations hadn't taken advantage of benefits since this launched. So that's, oh, wow. a, I think it's a 95% success rate in engagement. So that's been really, really good for us. So I know engagement is not the only way to measure the ROI of a campaign. So can you talk a little bit about how it saved time? I think we talked a little bit about staff resources and um, our initial onboarding process was laborious for our membership team. They would meet with each new member organization and talk to them, give them a whole pitch, throw the kitchen sink at them. And so now they're still sending like, you know, the initial email. And if they want to meet, they will, but they're automatically just getting these little tidbits and they're just following up with them at the end. So they're not required to constantly hold their hand and walk them through this. They're not sending monthly emails to them on in the initial onboarding process. They have told me that this has saved a ton of time for them just in explaining benefits to new members, which has been great. Um, we're a small organization, so staff time is super valuable for us. Yeah, and I think that that tracks across a lot of associations in particular. We both know that marketing is not something that associations tend to invest as heavily in because the need is greater for the people who have the expertise in the area, the ones who can lobby or advocate on behalf of the association and its members. And marketing is that function that a lot of people don't understand and don't realize how much we can help with that, with things like this. And it's one of the reasons why I love examples like this, because it just showcases how much you can help. If you're spending less time on the manual processes, then you can spend more time helping the members, coming up with new things for them. And I love that. I think that that's something a lot of people just don't quite get about marketing until you get in there and you start understanding how all of the technology can work for you. 
and how you can help your entire organization, both inside and out. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is, like you said, it's marketing, right? But right. we're kind of viewing it as a membership tool. Yeah, so exactly. we're more qual- like putting this under the bucket of membership than we are marketing. Um, so it's really blurred the lines between membership and marketing, right? Because these are, these are people we need to engage with us. They're It's a lot cheaper in the long run for us to invest in this now than it is for us to try to recruit and get new members on board constantly. If we can get these members using their benefits and finding value in what we have to offer from the onset, they're going to stay members. And that's more valuable than than anything. I just want to take what you just said and like post it on a plaque and just send it to every marketing and membership no, I take that back. I want to send it to every association <laughs> CEO. <laughs> some of them get it. I've been fortunate to work for some who really, really get it. And those are the ones who are willing to invest in technology like this and in innovation and in the people who understand how to use it because they recognize how much it's going to do to help retention and they recognize the importance of retention. Um, my old CEO at AAAE, Todd Hopley, had a, a phrase that I will paraphrase when it came to the members and it was i give a crap and I, i'm giving <laughs> I'm, I'm using the pg version of that but um <laughs> he does and it comes to every single member and it's one of the things not to plug higher logic but it's one of the things i love about working at higher logic too as when it comes to our ceo kevin boyce he gives a crap it doesn't matter who you are or what your problem is if he hears about it he's going to throw every single resource at making sure that it gets fixed as soon as possible. And I love that. I think it's when you get that kind of investment in helping the members or the customers, whatever it is from the very top down, that creates a culture that people want to be a part of and that feeds out to the membership or the customers and shows them that it helps them understand that this is something they want to be a part of because they can feel that from the outside. I mean, you've ever walked into a room whether it was an association, whether it was a store and you see the people working there and you can just tell the vibe, you can tell whether or not it's a good environment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say also like we pitched in forms and it was like a big step for us when we first, you know, started using higher logic um, email platform, but Once we did, the ROI was immediate, right? Like our emails looked better. Everything looked better. And then we were seeing that good like click rate, those good um, open rates. And then that made it so much easier for us to make the case for getting the community platform later. So now that we have both of them, it's, I mean, it's been great. Like we, it's very easy for associations or anyone really to just do what you've always done because you've always done it. So once you get buy-in on one thing and you see some some good work, it's a lot easier to get that second thing. So just seeing how the community and the email platforms have come together and work, there's so many opportunities for us to, to continue to make this a good investment for our members and our organization. Yeah, and I think that's something else that's just really important that you just touched on is that it takes that one example, or I should say, it only takes that one example for people to start seeing the importance of it and what you can do. And I mean, it's awesome that they let you do it and they, they let you invest in it right away. But I'm sure that some people were only really fully getting engaged now that they see the success, right? 
Correct. Yeah. So now, you know, everyone's all in on it. And what more can we do? So I'm getting all these, you know, yeah. How else can we keep going with this? <laughs> when I first started doing uh, automated campaigns at AAAE, I was more or less begging people. Uh, people were worried about the automation. They were afraid people were going to get too much email or something like that. And I pretty much had to beg people, like, please let me, let me, just, let me do a campaign. Well, I don't kind of under- really understand how this works. And I'm not, I was not the greatest at the time at explaining it. I work better with an example. And getting them to sit in front of the computer long enough to see an example was a little bit difficult. And then that we did one that was really successful. We decided to do one that just sort of supported the work we were already doing on our annual conference. And once we were able to show the success of that and the ROI of that, I was pulling people in to my office, like not physically, but pretty close to pulling them into my (laughs) office and going, look, look, see what we did. And then I found someone who would let, was going to let me do it for their particular campaign and their their particular conference. And then that was successful. And then suddenly the next thing you know, people are beating down my door. Yeah. You do put yourself in a bind a little bit though, if you, <laughs> when you have too many campaigns to run at, at once, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah. At one point we had 29 different automated drip campaigns running. That was... Um, challenging because we had to build all of these things into them to make sure that people weren't into too, in too many campaigns at once. So that was, oh, yeah. but it was great. I loved the challenge. That's one of the great things I love about automation is that I'm still, I've been using Informs since 2015, January, 2015, and I'm still finding new and cool and fun answers to challenges. And that tells me that it's a software that's always moving forward. Again, I mean, I, came over from the association side to work here because I loved all the things we could do with it. I mean, that's, I had so much fun figuring out how to do different things with it. And then we got community on top of it. And I started figuring out all the things I could do with the information between the two. Add into that, we had IMS as our database and adding that in to the mix. And I just, my, my old boss liked to call me her mad scientist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I, I I loved but coming up with stuff like this that helps your colleagues and helps your members too there's that feeling that you get when you do that that's a little bit addictive right yeah oh, I made that happen I, I mean even the, there was a whole team involved but it's that whole oh look what we did I love it it's just it's uh it's a lot of fun and I'm yeah. Say. And I will say like, it's one of those things that feels super like you're not doing anything. Cause like I, you start it once it started, like the initial work is just the setup. And then once it's going, you're like, I'm not really doing much, but we're getting all these results and it's, it's been good. It's like you sit back and just watch it. <laughs> one of these days, one, I, I can, so, okay. So I can only imagine the person who invented the Roomba oh, sitting yeah. back and watching that actually properly vacuum a floor for the first time <laughs> it's like well it's this whole feeling of accomplishment like oh cool this is this is amazing and now that i have that time that i don't have to spend vacuuming now what do i do with it <laughs> okay yeah, that's let's, exactly let's what get a roomba that brings us starbucks <laughs> 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 that would be the ultimate roomba <laughs> one of these days they're going to have one that just has an automated coffee maker on top of it or something so okay sorry i'm gonna get all off topic but this is fun what else do you have planned to help make your colleagues lives easier yeah so we talked about a renewal campaign so that's on the the table um 
We have tested a lot with event marketing campaigns and just figuring out how to get registrations. Um, So I think there'll be a lot more of that. And now that we do have the community, we're going to work with pulling people in from the community into campaigns and then tying them into other campaigns. So just a lot of just like intertwining and where can we get the right people seeing the right message at the right time. Um, So just making sure we're giving people the content they actually want versus just blasting our full list. See, I think that you hit on the exact right phrase there, the right message at the right time to the right person. That is the beauty of drip campaigns and automation. We had a ton of web tracking drip campaigns at AAAE uh, because of the capabilities within forums, web tracking to be able to tell you with permission from the person what pages they visit when and the ability to just walk up to them virtually speaking and keep up with them and remind them of what they were looking at right when they were interested you can't get any more right message at the right time than that, right? There are a lot of cool things that you can do with it on the back end too. I, th- I think that you said you were going to expand into automated invoicing. Our membership team next wants to go into automated invoicing for renewals. So we do a renewal campaign and then tie that into a transactional message with their invoices. Again, that will save staff time because currently the invoices are mail merged and it's a ton of time on our membership team when renewals need to go out. So now that we have this as an example of a way to one, automate a process and make it easier and two, save valuable staff time, it'll be easier to get that next um, campaign going and get the buy-in that we need from from you know upper management to allow us to start a renewal campaign with the invoices. And I suspect that that will go fabulously, particularly if you're, are you planning on integrating video into that at all as well? Like m- membership reminders, benefits reminders? That's a great idea that we haven't discussed yet, but uh, that, that's a good, that's a good pitch. We, we have started using these videos though, um, repurposing them into our membership newsletters, just Which as awesome. another reminder, not just, Yeah. So it's not just a reminder for new members, but also for our members that have been with us a while. Like, hey, we have, you know, law expertise that you can utilize. Some of them might forget. Some of them only use us for, you know, our webinars or something like that. So just keeping that constant reminder of what they can see from us. Yeah. And I think that's a brilliant use of it since you've got those videos and they're so helpful because a lot of your members most of your members have not gone through this particular campaign because you've just started it. And so putting that in front of them and reminding their benefits throughout the year is fantastic. Yeah. We just were working on a newsletter now and, you know, with last month being um, black history month and this month being women's history month, we have one of our membership videos talking about our CSR and DEI initiatives um, and our programming around that. So it's like a perfect fit for our newsletter that the focus is, you know, DEI, Diversity, Black History Month, and Women's History Month. And putting that video in just felt natural. So it, it was, it one, made our job easier in making that newsletter because we already had that content. And two, it just, it fits perfect and it shows a member benefit. And our members, I think, will will appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I would love to know, too, if your members, if you get any feedback 
maybe come back to that post and, and let people know what the feedback is or even just email, even email me, but although I'm sure yeah. everybody else wants to know too, but I'd love to know like what member feedback you actually get about the videos and how helpful they were. Uh, and if yeah. you do any tweaking based on that, what do you think it takes for an organization? Cause you talked about the fact that it strengthened the relationship between membership and marketing, which I, I think is always a good thing. But what do you think it takes for an organization out there listening to this to introduce a new process like this to, to really lean in on innovation? I think first and foremost, it's getting past the idea of this is the right thing to do because it's what we've always done. And I actually think that COVID and you know 2020 and all the stuff that went around that has opened up people's ideas and, and minds to innovating. Um, I know for us, all of our events went to virtual. So we really had to like think outside the box, um, which I think has made a lot of organizations a little bit more comfortable with taking risks and, and thinking outside the box, right? So anytime you can present something and show like these are the solutions that this uh, initiative will will provide and this is the challenge that we have and this is how it's going to be fixed, um, so anything you can show that shows like a direct issue that your organization struggles with and then a solution that this will provide, I think is beneficial. But again, like I think just in the climate of right now is is the best time to really go forward with any innovative ideas you might have. There is no better time. Yeah. People are much more receptive in general. I'm curious, I want to go back to something you said just a second ago. Did you have a particular like brief or way that you laid things out to get approval and buy-in to do this? Yeah. So our membership team, it's Stephanie Helsing and Emily Wallace and Karen Seligman. And, you know, they've just done a really great job of coming up with this idea. And then it was really just me needing to implement it. Well, um, Stephanie, Karen, and Emily, thank you guys for <laughs> innovating and for engaging your marketing team and doing it and trusting them because that's a big thing for membership sometimes. Yeah. And they were very involved throughout the process. And, mm -hmm. you know, they get emails when somebody completes the campaign and they do the follow-ups. Um, so it's really been like a, a joint effort. So that's been, that's been a really good relationship builder for us. So I know nothing like this comes a hundred percent easy. It doesn't just click. So can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you guys faced and how you overcame them? I think our biggest challenge was the list building on the onset. So just making sure we we're pulling in the right people and figuring out what that qualifier was to get them to pull in from our AMS over to uh, Informs. But aside from that, right now, the challenge that we're dealing with is staff turnover. So a lot of our staff that were in the initial videos have either left or are no longer running that particular program. So just having to update those videos. And I don't think there's a real solution to that other than you just have to kind of stay on top of it. So I think in the next iteration, we'll have to re-record re some of those videos and move forward with that. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is one of the difficulties anytime you use video, but particularly now during this whole great resignation thing, when so many people are moving jobs and there's a lot of turnover. And that's, yeah, it is what it is. The bright side of that is that you're probably going to have more people coming in because of turnover. And this is a great way to just get them involved right away. And maybe you'll even help your industry have some people stick around. Yeah. And if any of the 
another thing is if any of those programs change, like in the nature of them or what the offering is, or if you add another member benefit, it's just something to think about when you're building that campaign out is that you might have to build in something else along the line, uh, along the road. I think one of the things that was smart is you mentioned you use Zoom for it and that it wasn't this polished thing that had to be really carefully done. And therefore, when you have to redo it, it takes a lot of work. You just got the new person to record a YouTube video. So you just get the person to you just get the new person to record a Zoom video. And I think that was really smart for two reasons. One, it, it obviously makes it a little bit easier to replace, but two, it comes across as so much more authentic. This polished piece shot in 4K with the right lighting and everything is great, but there are times when it really needs to be something more authentic. And so I think that was a great choice on that level too. Yeah, I I think there is something to be said about having our experts and our staff members be accessible and appear accessible. And like Mm -hmm. you said, if they're orgy or, you know, that's not nonprofits and and our members that are have smaller budgets and stuff, that's not super what they're used to. So if we can just give them someone that's just like sitting at their home office, the same way you and I are, it takes the level of like a barrier down. Yeah. It feels personal. Everybody is so used to having one-on-one meetings with people on Zoom that it almost feels like that's what you're doing. Exactly. Last question. And this is one I ask all all of our guests. What are your three favorite ways to engage members? Um, So number one, I think would be on Council Connect, which is our community within Higher Logic. We use it to just kind of have chats with members. I'll write like a post about our upcoming conference or we'll just post some resources. Um, And I just love the informal conversation that goes on there. Number two would be our emails to our our network members. So we have some curated networks that are very niche and talking to them, we know exactly what they want to see. So that's been a fun, you know, we can gather exactly what I know what they want to see and when they want to see it. And I'm giving them exactly what they want. And then number three, I would say we do a monthly roundup of our most engaged with content on our community. So we put five resources that are our most engaged with and present nice. them to our members and try to get them to further engage with it or just say, you know, hey, these are free for you. Why don't you go check them out? Other people like them, you might too. So that's awesome. Those are my three I love that idea. big ones. I mean, I loved all of them, but I like that last one. I just, that's It's something that seems so logical and it's it makes so much sense. And yet I don't know that everybody's doing it, that or that they have the resources necessarily to figure out what the most engaged ones are, depending on what they're using. So I love that idea. Yeah, that has been, that has really like our click rates on those are out the roof be just because they're free resources, you know, and, and just reminding people that they're there. It's so simple to do. Associations should do more of using, not repurposing their content, but putting it in front of people. Yeah. Instead of rewriting a whole brand new article, sometimes you just can push the the same thing out that, you know, was last week um, Mm -hmm. that half your your organization probably hasn't seen yet. Helen, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And it's been so much fun talking to you and you have to promise to come back when you figure (laughs) out when you when you get that next one, you have to promise to come back. 
Yes, I'm sure I'll have questions for you before that to, oh, yeah. to help anytime. me get there. But <laughs> anytime, anytime you notify me, and I would be more than happy to help figure this stuff out. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's oh, been thank a you. great conversation. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. And um, I'm sure I will talk to you soon off the podcast, but for now. <laughs> Thank you again so much. Really appreciate you being here. And then for everyone listening, thanks for spending some time with us. Um, please be sure to subscribe to the Member Engagement Show on all of your favorite podcast forms. Well, okay, you can pick one. And as a reminder, I have launched an association newsletter called AMP, the Association Marketing Pros. Helen, have you read the newsletter? I have not. I'm going to have to sign up for that. Ooh. I usually do some marketing articles that have been in the news over the last week. It comes out every Tuesday. And it's all marketing stuff that's very geared towards association. I usually put a couple of like my own little blog type things in there or point out maybe a higher logic blog and a take on it that people might have missed. Same thing we were just talking about. And then there's resources that you can use for marketing, things like that. But it's all got a very association bent to it. So think of it as kind of like the daily roundup or the weekly roundup but specifically for association marketing if you're interested you or anyone else you can find the link in the episode notes um so thanks again and see you next week